1: and some of the best offers of the year on select models at the Invitation to Lexus sales event, now through April 1st. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer.
2: This is ATL Day Ones, part of Locked On Sports Atlanta. And it starts now.
0: Welcome into ATL Day Ones with Jarvis and Tanitri. We want to say thank you for making ATL Day Ones your first listen of the day. Remember, we're free and available wherever you download your podcast. And wherever you download your podcast, you leave us a five-star review. Why wouldn't you do that? Go ahead and spread the good news in a Christian way. And if you're not Christian, do it in a, just a really, really good way. Because, you know, you don't want to keep greatness a secret. Always pray that. Always tell a friend to tell a friend to tell a friend. Really appreciate for that in advance. Now, T, the Braves lost to the Seattle Mariners. We'll talk about that. Um, Kenley Jansen, people want him fired. Uh, everybody want, want to go to church. They want to go to Rosario Iglesias. So um, we'll talk about, we'll have a conversation about that. And we have to talk about the Falcons versus the Saints, the good, the bad the bugly and the surprising. We'll we'll explain. And last but not least, and for the culture, we're going to give Arthur Smith a a history lesson about this city. But before we do that, we have to talk about the Braves losing to the Mariners. Um, Specifically yesterday, T, the Braves had an amazing ninth inning. Michael Harris absolutely just killing like normal. The kid is just out there just doing his absolute thing. The Braves feel like the Braves got this doggone win, and then, then you know that dude that they got over there that was in the home run derby. Yes. He started, you know, he he did his thing. He started the party, and then his teammate came on and and closed that bad boy out. And Kenny Jansen closes, blow blows another save, and then just 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 here we are, too.
2: Here we are. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> I don't know, Jarvis. Should I? Start my Braves commentary on a low note and end on a high note or go vice versa. So I'm going to go with low note to the high so that yes. you and I can at least have some happy, happy going out of this
0: Braves segment. <laughs> yes, please. But you Help know what? me, please. Like, yes. When
2: I, and we we both know that Brian Snicker is in all likelihood going to stick with Kenley Jansen as his closer. Maybe Rocella Glacius gets a save here or a save there opportunity that is. But as far as from here to the end of the regular season, probably into the postseason, it's Kenley Jansen. And don't get me wrong. We appreciate the 33 saves. However, the seven blown saves and the fact that three of those seven have come in the last seven opportunities. So take the 40 and break it down to seven and see that three blown saves came at the same time. That's the the disconcerting thing because when you look at Will Smith, and you know, I sent you a note that said, it's that like that Spider-Man me? Are you? No, mm-hmm. you is it you? Wait, is it you? Because it feels like yeah, the same. I know you. <laughs> yeah, I know you because you're like, one in the same.
0: Like it's, right. <laughs> it's like
2: yeah, it's like Will Smith all over again. Except of course with Will Smith, one thing about him is he would bail himself out a lot of the time. Whereas right. Kenley Jansen just is gonna he's gonna come in, probably give up that home run or two, and then we're done here. It's it's a blown save. So that's what kind of concerns me on whether or not you know, how, how much he's going to go through. And also, Jarvis, can we stop being the up and down? Because if you talk about the fact that you improved your mechanics and then we see it in the save, but then you go and you blow it the next save, we're scratching our heads. Like, again, that would be the Spider-Man mean of which Kenley Jansen is. it? Is it you? Is it you? Is it you? But we said we're going to start, end on the positive, for my part of the Braves, so I'm going to do just that because Michael Harris II makes all of us happy. That should make Atlanta sports base with all that PTSD that you went through yesterday. Just remember Michael Harris II. Your native son is absolutely killing it. We talked about this Friday, the fact that he is unbelievable when there is a runner-in scoring position. We said at that time his uh, average was 400. It's now up to 403. With players in scoring position. That's second best in the majors, among, of course, players with, you know, a, about a 250 plate appearances. But this was the other number, Jarvis, that I thought was so cool in ending on a high note. He is so clutch that when it comes to seventh, eighth, and ninth innings, it is different for Money Mike. He, the only player this entire season with a higher average in that 100 plus uh inning plate appearances and that seventh and ninth inning time frame. Aaron judge. There it is. Wow. Yeah.
0: And, and when you think about like, you know, two home runs and he's always, always been the clutch As the, the game goes on, the better he gets as a hitter. And that, that tells you something, right? That means he's making adjustments. He's learning from his early on, earlier bats. He's like, okay, he's trying to pitch me this way. Here's how, mm-hmm. what he's trying to do. And when you have a guy, that's a rookie yes. uh, who I'm, I think at this point, hasn't even played a hundred games in, ma- in the major leagues. You got to think that this dude is going to be really good. So that makes me happy. So I, I, I'm i glad that you brought Michael Harris up because when you think about guys making in-game adjustments like that at that young of an age, mm-hmm. it it just really speaks to the type of player that he is and the people that have helped him along the way as he's made it to the, um, when he made that jump from double A up into the major leagues. And I think that that's going to make me happy. So what also is going to make me happy is T – that tonight, Spencer Strider's on the mound. I think he's gonna stop this uh this win streak, um, at nine first pitch nine forty five against the San Francisco Giants. Um, they have mm-hmm. Alex Cobb on the mound. Um, I think that this is gonna be something that that you know we can definitely look forward to the Braves potentially getting the dub and get off this uh, two game losing streak here. But T, okay, the doggone Georgia Bulldogs, they blanked the doggone Sanford, but a little bit of something that i was a little bit concerned about we'll talk about that but before we do that though t tell the folks about what's going on at bet online
2: yeah BetOnline.net. so listen you know i was kind of peeking around right to kind of see some interesting things in terms of the Braves. we know that they're now a game and a half back and we expect that they're going to climb back in the first place but What do other people think about that? What does betonline.net think about that? If you want to know, check it out because really they give you all the information that you need to make informed decisions about betting. So whether you are somebody who is an ace and you think you know all of it, they still have some information for you on their podcast in addition to their website. Or if you're a novice, they literally have a page that is dedicated to betting beginners. So check that out. And they also have pages and some insight. I went on the site this morning to just kind of check some things out. And so they'll give you information on the the bigger, our big three, I guess you could say, NFL, NBA, MLB. But they'll also give you information on those niche sports like golf. So check out betonline.net because that is definitely where the game begins. So again, even if you want to see if by chance the line has moved for the Falcons as they head out to take the on the LA Rams after things happen on Sunday, then betonline.net is still your source. That is still the place you want to see as to where the line moves and how you should bet. betonline.net
0: is where the game starts go ahead and check them out um now speaking of you know betting, you know you know Stetson Benny is a guy that the Georgia Bulldogs betted on you know coming into the season for as a starter for the first time in his what 12 year career as a quarterback college quarterback um I'm I'm joking you know I'm joking (laughs) all you (laughs) Georgia fans please don't 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 come at me please Oh, oh, don't but it is seven right. years, <laughs> so you weren't
2: far off, <laughs> right?
0: Yeah, one too far off. Yes, exactly. So I, I think that you know, as this game you know got going, it seemed like obviously the offense got off to a little bit of a slow start, and you know Stetson Bennett looked like he was trying to be a little bit of Stetson Bennett, you know, gunslinger, you know, type of situation, and, and then the offense finally got things going. They settled down, and I think that you know, T, that was something that you that you look for in veterans, and you know, uh, as a quarterback and Todd Monk and as the play caller, hey, mate, don't 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 try to make it don't try to make this thing more difficult than what it actually is, and I think the Georgia Bulldogs end up doing that by mm-hmm. end up winning the game thirty three zero.
2: Yeah, I, I would agree, and we know that they're going to make those necessary adjustments. We're not right. going to see that kind of performance when they head to South Carolina any more than we're going to see Alabama perform like they did against Texas and have fifteen penalties again in a week. Right, that's not right. going to happen because that's not how the dogs are built. That's not how Kirby Smart is built. So they're going to go back into that lab and figure it out, figure out how to get that running game going just a little bit more, figure out how to really get Stetson Bennett on the same page that we saw him on against Oregon with his tight ends, utilizing all of those tight ends. And just really, like you said, coming around and understanding that it is important for you to just stick to the plan. Don't make it more difficult than it has to be. And remember Not that you want to over-rely on them, but there is a reason that you are literally 82-3 to outscoring your opponents. And that's really a testament to your defense because I thought this was cool. They are a little bit ahead of last year's vaunted defense with not giving up any touchdowns through two games. So I thought that was pretty darn impressive. But yeah, this offense, don't expect to see this in South Carolina next week. They'll bounce back just fine.
0: No doubt about it. And that's the reason why they are the number one team in the country. And, you know, we've talked about, we talked about on this show, hey, they got 17 votes last time. Um, And because everybody else started to notice, now everyone is on notice. Yes, Yes. Georgia is the number one team in the entire country because the fact that Alabama had to go down to the wire with Texas, you know, yeah, go ahead and uh, bump those guys down. Yeah. uh, I think Kirby Smart would gladly uh, leapfrog his uh, former uh former boss so to speak um but yeah T before we get out of here we got to talk about something that happened that was very very interesting now Lenny United had a hat trick of headers yes. like like please explain for the folks that don't understand
2: <laughs> yeah, it was it was an absolute showcase you know we call soccer the beautiful game and it was really really a beautiful game against Toronto so it's a 4-2 win that they were able to get but yeah like you said a hat trick is one thing that's super-duper special. But when you start talking about getting with the headers, not one, not two, but three, I mean, Juanjo Parada just did his thing. And he's been doing this since the day he joined the club. So it's exciting to see that there's consistency and continuity there. And Tiago Almado, of course, I was talking about him, is really arguably their best player on the roster right now. And, of course, not only did he hit what was an amazing goal, might be MLS goal of the week, but also he was in on the assist to some of Parada's goals. So I think that, as we spoke of last week, don't know. What's going to happen with Joseph Martinez? He comes back Mm -hmm. off suspension tomorrow. But I still say with those young guns in place and they showed you what they were able to do offensively and to some degree defensively because, hey, they walked away with three points as opposed to a draw or a loss. I think United I'm going to say they're still trending in the right direction.
0: Yeah, and that's that's what you hope for because, like you said, we've talked ad nauseum about what's going to happen with Joseph Martinez and how – They probably just need to move on and start this and build this thing back up to where it used to be. Now, T, you know, Arthur Smith is trying to build this team up, you know, in his second year as head coach of this team. And uh, let's just say it was a mixed bag. We'll talk about all that next. Right here on ATL Day 1 with Jefferson T, part of Locked On Sports Atlanta. Don't go anywhere.
2: Welcome back to ATL Day 1's I am Tanitra, that is Jarvis, and we are so glad that you guys stopped by today to check us out. Appreciate you always for downloading this podcast wherever you get your podcast and all the five-star reviews that you guys are giving us because that support keeps us pushing and also everything you've done to get the YouTube Viewership, the subscriptions up. We appreciate that. That's across the whole Lockdown Sports Atlanta network that we are nearing 4,000 subscribers. So keep telling everybody about this and also make sure you leave your comments because, hey, we want to hear from you guys and what you guys think, especially when we think about what we saw on Sunday. Now, listen, Jarvis and I could go on and on. About what happened on Sunday, but we only have a few minutes. So we're going to dig right <laughs> into it. And we have actually crafted our conversation so that we will be able to hit the high points because we all kind of know what happened. But just a little bit of high points and kind of digging into some things, Jarvis. You know, first of all, I hung out with our guy, Reggie Chapman, and home team, Brandon Leake for Sports Extra Sunday night. And one of the things, I love Reggie's question, and hey, that's a part of our Techna family, so I'm going to play on his questions and kind of mix it in with you and I. We always do good, bad, and ugly. And yesterday, he did star, surprise, and concern. So I'm going to mix that in, and Jarvis, you can give, if you want to, one on offense and one on defense for each of those. And let's try to just break that thing down. So we're going to go kind of like an Oreo. We'll start with the good and the star. Then we'll go bad, ugly, and concern. And then we'll come back with the surprise. Okay, so what was the good, the star for you for the Falcons on Sunday?
0: Uh, I have to go with Cordarrelle Patterson. The, the like the the ferocity that he was running with on Sunday, I was just like, this is why Arthur Smith didn't play him hardly at all in the preseason. And it was like well worth the wait, you know, to see him go out there and tote the rock the way he was doing. I was just like, oh my goodness, this dude is absolutely killing it and i think that was something that that just just when you think about the mindset right of what arthur smith is trying to establish coming Mm -hmm. into this season and you start to see to come you start seeing it come to fruition in Mm -hmm. three and three-fourths quarters um you know (laughs) yeah when you see that like that it it like really makes you feel good because i've talked about uh, and i will continue to talk about how much i really like arthur smith as a play caller and when you saw how he was running that 12 personnel, till so he couldn't run it anymore, and he was just making – trying to find a mismatch and trying to figure out how to move that football down the field, and they were very successful yeah. doing that early on. So I think that – I have to um, get a kudos to uh, Cordell Patterson as, the, as my star um, on offense he, because he's, he was just that guy um, throughout the entire game.
2: So I'll go defense, and, you know, we like to play off each other anyway, so that was perfect because I gave my start to the pass rush. I said Mm. the Falcons have a pass rush. Did you hear me? Pass, rush, and Falcons in the same sentence. People should be excited about that. Four sacks. They brought pressure for almost (sighs) three and three quarters, like we said. They brought such beautiful pressure. And the thing about it was I liked the way that Dean P schemed really throughout the three and a half quarters, because let's face it, or three and three quarters of quarters, let's face it, Jameis Winston and that offense and Pete Carmichael were confused. Dean Pease, was he did what he said. He said he'd give 100% of that playbook, he'd open it up, and he looked like he did, because when you start seeing Grady Jarrett, who always lines up in the middle, he's the anchor of that defense, go out and line up on the edge and still get home, Beautiful thing. When you see Michael Walker, you've talked about the fact that he's the captain, he's the signal caller. When you see him coming up and doing some things, but also when you see the secondary like Jalen Hawkins come through and give Jameis Winston fits, that to me was a well rounded pass rush that I love to see. And Falcons fans, don't get discouraged because I do believe that you're going to see this in its entirety in a 60 minute time frame and you're going to see just how good this. Falcons defense can sneakily be but speaking of good time for us to talk about a little good coffee and jarvis tell them all as always about coffee am
0: coffee am king here hey let me tell you something coffeeam.com backslash locked on go to the website now i'm about to tell you why you need to go to the website because every each and every morning i get up super early i go get my workout on and, you know, and when I come back from my workout, sometimes I just need to pick me up. And when I, I go straight to my cabinet, I go to my coffee cabinet, my coffee a.m. cabinet. And to <laughs> this morning, tea, I had to go to Tanzania. I had to get that Tanzania mm-hmm. pea berry. That coffee is absolutely amazing. Okay. It, well, it brings a shock to your system when you, and it goes down, you know. And I think that, you know, because, you know, coffee a.m. is the best small batch coffee roaster in the entire country. And it is, you know, right here in your backyard, right here in your backyard, my backyard. So, yeah, go ahead and check them out. Now that I told you why you need to go, here's the, re- here's the incentive. Here's a, little, here's a little, you know, a little something, something to go ahead and get you motivated. Now, when you get to the website, coffeeam.com backslash locked on, go drop in the coupon code box locked on. And you're going to get 15% off your first order. Now, that's not just on coffee. That's on gifts, um, gift sets and teas. Tea has told you about the tea. So, you know, y'all, you can mess with that if you don't mess with the coffee. So now let me go ahead and repeat <laughs> that for you. So you can go right soon after the show. Not right now. No. Listen to the rest of the show. Then go after it. CoffeeHound.com, like Locked On. dropping the coupon code box locked on, and you're going to get 15% off. Go ahead and pull up on the best small batch coffee roaster in the entire country.
2: And you might need that coffee next weekend and the following weekend because the Falcons are going to be on a West Coast swing. But before we start talking about next week, we got to download on last night and what happened this past weekend. Now, we gave you the good. We started off with the positive, but we got to keep it real with you guys. There was some bad, ugly, or I like Jarvis's new term, bugly. And there were some things that were a cause for concern. What was your one thing, Jarvis, that was disconcerting for you?
0: And it's funny that, you know, you talked about the good being the defense. My bugly is the defense. <laughs> because DPs, dude, like you went on this big behind rent about being sick and tired of that gummit and all and not being bad no more. You try to try to be in the bottom of the league. And then you go back to that mindset when it when when the things got tight. When it yeah. got tight. You start playing that soft behind zone coverage, rushing four, dropping seven. Let's just not keep everything in front of us. Let's not get beat deep. But guess what? Mm -hmm. Even in those soft zone coverage, T, do you know what that first score in the fourth quarter, how long that drive was, how long it took? A minute and Mm -hmm. a half seconds. So guess what, Dean? You might as well sit the whole house because – if it only took them a minute and a half, I think all of their scores, T, was less mm-hmm. than five minutes. Yes, all the times they scored in the fourth quarter was less than five minutes. So guess what? It didn't work. If you didn't want, it, you weren't trying to give up the quick score because that's right. what coaches fall to when they talk about those things. So yeah, my bugly is Dean Pease, man. You let off the gas, bro. I'm disappointed in you. I still rock with you. Mm-hmm. Don't get me wrong. I love, I love what you're doing. Right. but man, you cannot, you cannot, you cannot let take their foot off that gas, man. Because guess what? If I'm gonna get beat, I'm gonna go down swinging. Yeah, I ain't, I ain't, it ain't gonna be because I can't, I'm, I'm backing up and trying to make sure I am keep
2: everything in front of me because you know, I don't want to get beat. Nah. Mm-hmm.
0: if you go into a fight like that, man, you're gonna get, gonna beat, get beat, and that's down. what's happening.
2: Yeah, and and the Saints went the polar opposite way. They said, if we're going down, we're, we're going down swinging, and that's what yes, they did. did because they were. The late-game execution was like night and day for the teams, right? right. So that was really my bugling, my concern. The late-game execution coupled with some questionable play calling on both sides of the ball. You already hit it on the defensive side of the ball. So I'm in that soft zone on defense, hey, that started to really play itself out with Michael Thomas. You still had to, you still paid for that on some level, right? And I'm not going to torch AJ Terrell completely because there were there were some things that he did even against Michael Thomas, where sometimes your defense is great, but that that ball is just placed better. So I'm not going to put it all at his feet. But what I will say, Jarvis, is everybody on both sides of the ball, pretty much all eleven and then all eleven, just did not execute as well when they had the opportunity. Marcus Mariota being mm-hmm. one of the the top top one. So in addition to, you know, him fumbling the ball, if you will, you think about one of those long passes that could have had the Falcons in probably the the high red zone, right? Or the low red zone. And he just completely overthrew the receiver just completely. And then there were several short passes that really made me scratch my head. Like, okay, now this, this doesn't make sense, but that's not all on him. Part of that is play calling because there's no way that CP should have been out chosen the rock the way he was the first three and a half quarters, and then minimized on the Falcons' final three drives. Those All three of those drives were dominated by the And to me, that's not the you built that 16 point lead. Now, what was the surprise for you on Sunday?
0: Uh, I'm not going to go with a person, but I'm going to go with one particular play. And that was when the, the Falcons were down on the goal line. And they gave the ball to to CP. And he got to the the one-yard line. And because the defender came in the hole, met him right there, boom. And it it was like a little stalemate, right? And then all you saw Mm -hmm. was the Falcons offensive line kind of pile up and start moving that pile. And then they got him into the ends. And I was just like, that's what I'm talking about right there. I almost cussed in the press box, T. I had to catch myself because – Normally, the Falcons are on the, on the other side of that, right? They are the ones that mm-hmm. the defenders is getting pushed into the end zone because the, the other team's offensive line is piled up on the, on the running back and is trying to push them into the end zone. And I think that mm-hmm. that's, those are the type of things that once you start to stack those on top of each other, that's when you start changing the narrative about your offensive line being soft yes. or not being able to protect your quarterback and not be able to establish a running game. So I think that you know that was something that I was I was surprised when I saw it. And I'm just like, you know, that and it kind of gives it gives me a little hope about this offensive line.
2: Agreed. And that that's who I picked as my surprise, the entire O-line. Because yes. time you have a zero set kind of day where your quarterback is not on the ground the entire day, it, it's a beautiful, beautiful look. And also one of the reasons that we were able to see think early on that was able to see bootlegs. I mean, the first play from scrimmage was a bootleg on Mar- for Marcus Mariota. And then you were able right. to see pre-snap m- motion because there were no pre-snap penalties. So when you start to play a clean game in that regard, you're doing good as well. And, and then also, you just on the head a good run game because they were winning the line of scrimmage consistently that day. So hopefully we'll see the same thing out of this O-line throughout the rest of the season. But when we come back, history Then maybe we need to think can understand this fan base, this Falcons fan base, and how to help past it. We'll talk about it in For the Culture. The <laughs> final
0: segment of ATL Day was with Jarvis and T. We want to thank you for uh, rocking with us throughout the entire show. If you're trying to figure out why my voice is cracking, because we be tripping. Yes, I said it like that. We be tripping doing the breaks while we're recording this show so yeah because we want to put on the good show for you all and we appreciate you guys for rocking with us uh you're pushing us almost to four thousand subscribers we really appreciate you uh, for that you know if you haven't liked or subscribed to our youtube channel go ahead and do that and if you haven't um given us a five-star review wherever you download your podcast what the hell are you waiting on all right but see um this is for the culture it is the intersection between you. the culture and inter- entertainment and sports, and sometimes whatever the hell we want to talk about, because that's just how we get down. Now, today is no different because um, you know Arthur Smith has some very interesting comments about you know people being wrote off, and it seems like it was pointed at the media, you know, on you know, the national media how they treat this this town, which is gonna, which brings me to our point, right? So let's go to the back to the basis of of this thing, right? Like mm-hmm. where this. Atlanta P- PTSD comes from, right? Yes. There is a thing that went down called 28-3, Coach, that literally tore the hearts out of the fandom of this city. And it spoke to what we're used to, right? Because my father, Coach Smith, is a Dallas Cowboys fan for those reasons. Because his mantra for the Falcons has always been since I was a little child, and obviously by looking at me, you know that was a very long time ago. Now, he says
3: the Falcons always build you up to tear you down. This Locked On Podcast is brought to you by Home Chef. Now that the novelty of the new year has dwindled down, how are your resolutions coming? One of mine was to order less, take out, cook more at home, but I'll be honest, I haven't been consistent. That is until I found Home Chef. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients free shipping on your first box and free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash locked on must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert.
0: And that's exactly what happened on Sunday. So when you see the reaction or hear the reactions about that game, about your performance as a coach, about the performance by the players, about the performance, about the defensive coordinator. It's coming from a certain place, sir. So I need you not to take it personal because this is what we're used to. Mm-hmm. Dan Quinn did this crap. He mm-hmm. got fired because of it. So when we see it here, we get a glimpse of it here, mm-hmm. we're going to respond accordingly. Exactly. So yeah, like T, help the man out because like my bro, I need you to understand this uh, coach. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, and it's the truth, because think about this. The Hawks, they made it very difficult for themselves this season. Mm-hmm. That's just yes. an, a recent example, right, Right. where that kind of tugged at the heart a little bit. And I'm sure back in the Braves' heyday, to only get one World Series out of double-digit division um, wins, right, or, or division right. titles, excuse me, right.
0: Right. that
2: tears at your heart a little bit, but nothing has torn at the heart of the Atlanta sports fan, quite like what has happened with the Falcons, like you said, ever since 28 to 3. And some of them will even go back and tell you about what happened with the the Super Bowl run in what 98? Where 98, yeah. Eugene Robinson got caught trying to get a prostitute. There you go. And look how quickly (laughs) down down the down the rabbit hole on that coach. So that tells you all you need to know about how quickly this city will go from zero to a hundred in their pain because they were behind you 100% yesterday, just like you asked them to be. They feel the bends. I heard from my family members who were saints fans, because hey, I am from new Orleans that the mm-hmm. Falcon's base was really there in droves. And I saw it for Walking. myself as right. We saw it for ourselves when we were he- heading into uh, you were heading into the arena and I was out to do a hit. So this is actually a real thing. And you have to understand, Even for the media, some of whom are Falcons fans and some of whom have reported on the Falcons for so long that they are legitimately to a point where when it's 26 to 10, they don't think 16 points is enough. And
1: Mm -hmm. there's a reason.
2: And look what the result was. It was 27 to 26, almost to the point where people, I said it this morning, like, well, thank God it wasn't like 28 to 3 and then 28 to to 16, and then you lose 29 and 28. Do you know how much how much pain that would have caused? So again, coach, we understand your passion. First of all, we love your passion. Second of yeah, all, we I'm love ahead. your play calling. And thirdly, we are convinced, and I say this for Jarvis, and I would say for me and most of the media, we are convinced that you are the truth, truth, and this is not going to be a repeat of the DQ era, the Smitty era, or any other era, era before it. We do think so, but you just have to understand and even give a little bit of space to the media because, hey, they've gone through that PTSD with those Atlanta sports fans and it just takes a minute for it to for them to get past it. But coach, I will tell you, you already know this, you don't need Jarvis and I telling you what to do, but the best way to get past it is the next time you find yourself in a fourth quarter situation where a team is coming for you after you have done all you can to build the lead, you have to. Finish it. That's the way to undo or help to undo the Atlanta sports team PTSD. And I believe you can do it and you will.
0: Yes. And one more quick little thing to add on top of that, coach. Yes. Uh, We're playing the team called the Saints, right? Yeah. You know, like I'm from Atlanta.
2: Understand the assignment.
0: uh, You know what I mean? Like, I don't want to hear. You see how my my, my lingo changed? I'm I'm morphing into my Atlanta dialect right now. Bruh. Like I'm tired of hearing Saints fans talk about 28-3. That's it. I'm, I'm, that's
2: what I just. Yep. That's all I
0: heard I the whole it. weekend. To 3 That's all I heard. 28-3, baby. I'm like, yep. I, I want to throw a rock. I want to throw a rock, but I want to go to jail. Like, yep. and I'm, I'm a nice person. I don't want to do all that, man. So, next time, coach, just understand where we come from. The angst, where all it comes from. It's all. It's all love. Yes. But this is why you know mm-hmm. I like to I always like to ask the question why here's why coach. But here's another coach though did something yeah. very interesting to you that we have to talk about. Your guy Mike Tomlin, uh, on the trip to as they were getting ready to go to Cincinnati, played against the Cincinnati Bengals and beat the dog mess out of them. I mean, I know the score was close, but you know, what was it, five picks. They uh, yeah. uh they called on they got yeah. on, uh, yeah. on Joe Burrow. Yeah. So yeah. you know, I think that that was that was really cool. So but I think they had a little motivated motivating factor, right? So before the game, as they got ready to get on the get on the plane to go to, to Cincy, Mike Tomlin don't drive them folks off with a gift. Right and uh some black Air Force Ones at that. Yeah. Now, for those of you who don't know, uh and I'm gonna be real quick. I thought we gotta get out of here. Like, there's a certain connotation that comes with black Air Force Ones, and I kind of understand the motivating factor behind it because, you know, most dudes who got all black Air Force Ones on, they probably come to rob your house. probably become kicked the dough in. So that's exactly what the mindset was when they went to Cincinnati, and they went in there, kicked the dough in. Hey, Joe Burrow, we don't care nothing about all that stuff. We about to pick you off, and we about to get this dub today. So, yeah, T, your boy out here doing big things out here. Appreciate oh, it. Yeah. Shout out to him.
2: Yeah, Mike Tomlin, he's he's a special kind of cat, as my people say. Yes, and indeed. the first thing I thought of was that old Nelly song, you know. Like some he said something in my Air Force One. Exactly. Give me two per. I need two per so I can get something in my Air Force ones. Yes, sir. I love the St. Louis accent. In my Air Force.
0: Or and that yeah, is exactly so hard for you to say, by the way.
2: <laughs> yes. I did the apora- the operatic a cappella version of it. <laughs> but the result remains the same. That's yeah. how you go in when you have no chance to win, Ooh. according to just about everybody. Yes, right. Stick it to the Bengals, just like, hey, Falcons, remember this. You remember 28 to 27. And when you get, to, or 27 to 26, 26 when you get yeah. to New Orleans down the road, get your Air Force Ones on and give it to them. And that will help with this sports PTSD that we're talking about. Now, hopefully tonight we won't have any more expansion or a part two of the PTSD because the Braves Braves, get back on track against the Giants. They got Spencer Strider on the mound. So let's get it and get this thing right back on track against the Mets. We'll talk about it tomorrow. We'll do a little bit more breakdown on Falcons, Saints, and also start to look ahead on Falcons, Rams. And, hey, anything else that happens on the sports scene, we will let you guys know. But in the meantime, after you finish checking out ATL Day Ones, make sure you check out Hitting Hard with John Chuckery because I can only imagine what a Falcony Monday will look like with JC. Thanks for stopping by. We'll see you tomorrow.
1: Y'all
0: come back now, you here
1: This is your invitation to the intersection of versatility and design. The kind of experience you can only find in a Lexus SUV. A feeling this empowering is invite only. Fortunately, you're invited. Experience the versatility of the complete line of Lexus SUVs and some of the best offers of the year on select models at the Invitation to Lexus sales event, now through April 1st. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer.
2: Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.